0: lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now.
1: Well,
2: it is Star Style. Welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I'm hoping to always seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations around the dinner table tonight so that we can offer you lots of information that's both fun, humorous, and, of course, can be inter Entertainment and infotainment for you. The only way to really know yourself and to be the star you were born to be is just to listen to your heart. So the miracle moment for today is from Mark Twain. I have been studying the traits and dispositions of the lower animals, so-called, and contracting with them the traits and dispositions of man. I find the results humiliating to me. <laughs> The reason we say this is today we're going to be talking about animals and summer. August is the hottest month of the year. Welcome, August. And we want to have fun with our pets and fun in the sun. But we also want everyone to enjoy... Their time and to be safe and cool. So Heather with Brittany will be coming on and will be offering some important tips that are going to enhance your enjoyment for all of your animal friends, whether that's dogs, cats, rabbits, birds, chickens, pigs, goats. It really doesn't matter. Um, water, ice, shade, pools, umbrellas, trees might be part of your pet play dates as well as being aware of the different the different hazards and pests that can. Really harm our pets. So make sure you're staying tuned for the rest of the hour right here on Star Style Be the Star You Are. One announcement if you are interested in coming to a summer garden party hosted by the American Society of Interior Designers and the showroom Janice at Sea. It is going to be on August 23rd, and it is going to be a book signing by me with Growing with the Goddess Gardener. There'll be flower arranging demonstrations, cocktails, bites, and um, tickets are available now. If you just go to CynthiaBryan.com and go to the gardening page, you can find a link on how you can get tickets if you're interested and you might be in the San Francisco area. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to meeting everyone that is going to be there. Well, Muhammad Ali said, float like a butterfly, but sting like a bee. Every morning I walk through my garden in my flip-flops with a cup of coffee in my hand because I really want to give thanks and appreciate nature and to also investigate what has transpired in the past 20 hours or so since my last rendezvous in the garden. And on this occasion, I saw a small dead limb had fallen near one of my prized David Austin roses. So naturally, I reached down to pick it up, and immediately my left hand was on fire, as if I had fallen into thorny brambles or was being stuck by a thousand needles. And instinctively, I shook it, and when I did, to my horror... I realized that my hand was covered with at least a dozen yellow jackets. Now, the stings were painful, but I did think quickly. Uh, I immediately removed my rings. I ran to the medicine cabinet to swallow a couple of antihistamine tablets. But the swelling began within minutes. I mean, it was almost immediate I poured vinegar over my hand and my forearm. I made a pulse just from baking soda mixed with water that I slathered over the entire area. I placed my hand in a bag of ice to reduce the inflammation. And after about an hour, I put uh, hydrocortisone cream, Um, I applied that to my hand and my wrist and my forearm and I kept reapplying as needed but my the swelling was huge. It still went all the way up to my elbow, and it was I was unable to use that arm for about three days. The stings were really uh, painful. Now, yellow jackets are wasps, and they are not related to bees. Bees live in hives, while yellow jackets, they create nests. Yellow jacket workers typically have a black and yellow stripe, and they have about a half an inch long body. Now, the difference here is Yellow jackets have the ability to sting several times, injecting a poisonous venom that causes that intense pain. Now, bees can only sting once because what happens with their stinger, it becomes stuck in the skin of the victim. In early spring, these carnivores hunt for insects. They keep caterpillars and other garden pests away. But during warm weather, yellow jackets are out in force scavenging for sugar and food. You will find them prowling around trash cans, summer picnics, barbecues, and outdoor diners. A colony of yellow jackets sometimes can number in the thousands. They usually build their nests underground and, and they usually use a gopher or other rodent burrow as their home. They can also create nests in the eaves of houses or in walls or under a deck or a porch. And if you see a multitude of flying insects darting in and out, you might have a nest of yellow jackets. They are very aggressive, and if provoked, they will attack relentlessly. They will chase a person or an animal for a great distance. I was told by Vector Control that sometimes even for a mile, they will chase you. Now, wasp venom contains an alarm secretion that will alert other yellow jackets to assault the target in an effort to protect the colony. So what that means is that when you get bit by a yellow jacket, It's actually leaving this secretion on your body that tells other yellow jackets, come on, come and attack because we have to protect our queen. The stings are not only painful, they can be fatal. So I want to give you some tips of what you can do because I learned a lot in this past week when this happened to me. In the event of a stinging, be aware of symptoms that may warrant immediate medical attention due to an allergic reaction called anaphylaxis. Now, besides the localized swelling, which is what happened to me, and the pain and the redness from the sting, what happens with anaphylactic is systematic symptoms will include problems breathing, swallowing, dizziness, vomiting, diarrhea, coughing, wheezing, if any of that happens, call 911 immediately or call your fire department or a medical practitioner. But if you're in an area that has 911, definitely use it. Uh, you have to seek medical atten- atten- uh, attention always if you get stung in the mouth or the neck because those areas can swell so quickly and block the airways. And for those who know they are allergic to bees or yellow jackets, you probably need to carry an EpiPen with you. And I will say uh, the same thing if you get bit by a tick and a tick is embedded in your neck area, you need to go uh, for medical attention. I've had three tick bites in my neck in the last uh, two years and all three had to be surgically removed at... um, At the hospital, twice I tried going to urgent care and twice I was sent to the emergency room because the doctor said it required a surgery because uh, of the veins and the blood vessels that are all in your neck. So just anything that happens around your neck or your mouth, just be very, very cautious. Now, when emergency medical intervention is not warranted, here are some treatments that can reduce the painful effects Number one is take an antihistamine immediately if you have if it's on your um, your uh, your hands or again your neck uh, remove rings or jewelry no matter what so like if you get bit on on your hand or on your arm m- remove your rings and bracelets uh, watches right away so. If it's on your ears, of course, if you have earrings, take those out. If you have any piercings and you're bit in an area that's near that, take them out. Pour vinegar on the affected area because it acts as an astringent. Then make a paste of baking soda and water. What it does is it neutralizes the venom. If you have meat tenderizer, and it's a good idea just to keep this in your medicine cabinet or in your cabinet somewhere, it will reduce the swelling and the pain when you sprinkle the meat tenderizer on the area. The reason for that it is that it's called papain. It's a papaya enzyme, and it breaks down the venom. Now, I believe that if you had a fresh papaya and you rub that on the area, that would also do the trick. But... Not too many of us keep fresh papayas around. Wrap the wound in a cold pack or in ice. Now, if you're using ice, do make sure that you put a thin towel or something around the area so that you don't put the ice directly on the skin because you can actually damage your skin from the ice. And then apply a hydrocortisone cream to reduce the swelling and the itching. Other popular home remedies include the application of toothpaste, a wet tea bag, preparation H, or even slices of onions. Now be aware that it may take a week or longer for the pain, swelling and itching to subside. And again, if in doubt about the severity of the sting, just contact your physician. Now for me although my hand and or and forearm were swollen red and inflamed for about 3 days followed by several days of severe itching fortunately I was not allergic to the multiple stings and I it took me at least well it's been about 10 days now since this happened and my hand is now back only now back to normal so it definitely was a good 9 days of pain and itching just from these 10 to 12 um, yellow jacket or however many, could have been more. The good thing is I was prepared to call for medical help if needed and then I called vector control uh, right away who arrived promptly to eradicate these invaders. Now the vector control technician discovered two yellow jacket nests in a hole near my azalea bush. He informed me that yellow jackets will fly you know, for miles to feed. Therefore, a nest in a neighborhood can negatively affect the entire block. So keep your food sealed when you're outdoors. Keep your garbage cans closed as to not attract these active aggressors. And if you find a nest of yellow jackets, do not try to eradicate them. What you want to do is call a vector control. If you don't have vector control as part of your taxes or in your area, you can uh, call a professional pest control company. The pest control company will charge you a fee for re- uh, for removal, whereas vector control is usually paid by taxes, so it is a free um, uh, it is a free service that they do. Um, a trained technician wears a beekeeper's attire, they come to your home at no cost, they examine the nest. If it is a yellow jacket colony, they exterminate it. If it's a bee colony, they will give you information on what to do so that you can relocate your bees. And, but you have to make sure that you positively identify these flying insects because you don't want to harm the bees, the honeybees, the bumblebees, or any of the other general ecosystem pollinators, and we know that it can, that can happen easily. And just remember that bees are non-hostile and they actually sacrifice their life when they sting. Whereas yellow jackets are very violent aggressors and they will sting multiple times. So my version of Muhammad Ali's quote I think would be more accurate if he said, float like a butterfly, sting like a yellow jacket. It doesn't it's not as poetic, but <laughs> it's more of the truth. Enjoy dining al fresco because they are glorious warm evenings, but be alert to keep the sting out of summer. So, now I have a few uh, tips for gardening in August, and then we will uh, be going um, to break. So, uh, can, you can control allergies by eating local honey. Researchers have found that by ingesting the honey from local bees, Many allergy sufferers will find relief. Check the level of water on your lawn by putting a coffee cup on your grass and then running the sprinklers. To stay green, lawns require at least one inch of water per week. This is a good time to sow seeds for cool season brassica crops. That that would be broccoli and cabbage and Brussels sprouts and kale and turnips and collards. uh, Mustard greens and that way you get a head start for fall and winter harvests. Don't forget to provide plenty of water for the bees, the birds, and the butterflies uh, because it is hot out there and they too are going to need some some water. And protect your trees as they keep our environment cooler in the summer. They reduce wind, they provide shade to unwind, and they clean the air we breathe. And if you need more information, make sure to pick up a copy of my new garden guidebook, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. And you can swing in the shade in your hammock and have a read and know what to do in your garden. You can get it at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online store. Or just go to CynthiaBryan.com and you will find it there. Well, when we come back from break, Heather Brittany will be joining us. And we are going to be offering tips for our pets for summertime to keep them safe, happy, and enjoying the great weather. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. I'll be right back. Be
0: the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
2: Well, we are still together, and with me now is Heather Brittany. Hello, Heather. Hello, hello. Well, thank you so much for joining me so that we can prepare our pets for summer, because we want to make sure our best friends have fun in the sun while staying safe, no matter if they're dogs, cats, birds, ducks, geese, chickens, rabbits, goats, pigs, and today I even had a flock of turkeys in my garden. So I imagine we have to keep everybody everybody happy. Well, I'm going to just start it off with something because I was just talking about the sting and how I was attacked by yellow jackets and how people mistake yellow jackets for bees and how we in the summer we really do have to be aware of that. And I just want to say that... Um, Dogs can also have allergic reaction to bee stings or yellow jackets, so if you think that your pet, whatever animal it is, you know, ate or was stung by a bee or a yellow jacket, make sure to look for swollen faces, vomiting, or diarrhea, and if the animal shows any symptoms, you've got to get them to a vet because they are as susceptible to um, these kind of stings as humans and I failed to mention that in the first segment so I wanted to bring that up right away well we know Heather that hydration is crucial if we keep our pets um, you know if we're outside we got to make sure they have fresh water and shade and all of that and we shouldn't push our animals on walks if they're if they don't want to go but what are some tips that you find are really important that we need to do for our animal family
1: Oh, my goodness, and it's so funny, right before coming on to here, it was making sure all of our little animals, because where we're located currently, um, I want to say that it's a heat uh, wave, but it's sort of just how it gets at this time of year, um, is today it was, we had. I think we had a high of 111, um, but I love on the screen when it says, like, but it feels like 116, like, what does
2: that 100, mean? 100, are you kidding? Um, wow. Wow. wow, and, and you know, Josh you know, was at one hundred and thirty.
1: When right now it's currently ninety nine, and I'm like, this is great. Like I'm like, oh, wow, what a cool down. Um, and well, one thing we're lucky about today is that we have this really nice wind going on. It was just that stagnant heat. Um, it's unfortunate because I am someone I love being outside, and it and it's sort of dreadful when you feel like almost you go outside and it's instantly this like heat wave. Like anything you productively wanted to do, and we actually um, because. As I mentioned, we get such high heat here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the, re- the heat reached 117, and we had wow. six chickens. And um, what had happened um, now, because of this incident we've learned, and now we're taking... Um, more precautions is that the chickens they went into their little they are open and out all day, but they have a little uh, a little a little mini barn coop um, to lay their eggs in, and they are ride or die chicks. So they went in there, and it basically I mean it's almost like being in a hot car. So, um, during that time, three chickens passed away. So, um, because of that now, we now have an extra cool, we now let them uh, kind of have free range of the yard, and with that, I was just watering the plants, like really soaking them down. And like many animals, um, that they absorb heat through their feet. So, um, they like, that's why when it's really hot, they like to have a cooler thing. So, we have a little pool for them. We have shading, um, and now they, they're they all sitting under a tree right now, in some kind of wet dirt. And I have a question. The, you the just said you have a little pool. Have you
2: mm-hmm. found that your chickens will go into a water pool? Because I have never found that my chickens will do that. No. I find oh my goodness. that they'll, they, they'll definitely go in they, the mud. They are Basically just using it as a
1: giant water bowl and uh-huh. something cool to lay against.
2: <laughs> Got it, right but, right. but they don't go in um, there. Like, tried, like, Like, for example, the, my pig, the, my two pigs, yeah. They, the pigs, they don't have a cooling system. This is the way pigs, the only way they can cool themselves this is why pigs always roll in the mud is they have to literally get in water, and you know, people don't think pigs swim, except for, where is it, is it the, it's some islands, I don't know if it's the Cayman Islands, one of the islands, might be in Bahamas, Um, there are all these swimming pigs, well, pigs swim, because pigs like to get cool, (laughs) so the pigs have to roll in mud, or be in a pool, but I've, the chickens seem to like to get in like the wet dirt or under a plant yeah, or something. Yeah, sort
1: of. They like the chicken. You know, and for the chickens too, uh, it's kind of funny. You'll see. Right now we're having these great these winds that feels fantastic. Um, the chickens. It's sort of in one sense, you know, this sort of protection wise, they they puff themselves out, but they're also spreading open their wings to kind of let this breathe. You know, sort of like
2: ah, oh, when you lift up your skirt or something that way. Exactly. And kind of lift your, of, your like, arms up and let like, the let the of- dry air get in your arms. hmm
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. So sort of, it's that thing. So it's sort of funny when, watching them, like, when they get a little wave of, like, fresh air. Like, ooh, yeah, that sounds good. So that was one of those things right now, now that it gets, It's so hot outside. Um, I think it's interesting over time, and I am one of the people that are, and especially after the tragedy of three weeks ago, um, our animals are more than just our animals. They are our pets. They are they are our family members. These are They have names. They are people that, you know, rely on us every. Single Single day, and it's amazing how um, you know now these chickens are incredibly friendly because of all the stuff that they've gone through, um, and they gotta know like we're here for you, and we feel even more so that we love them. And same with our dog, um, she is a California girl. She is loving the heat. Goes outside. Lo- we have a little towel out there for her, and we put a little ice water, um, But also the interesting thing that dogs know when to come inside or when to move into the shade. And something I never even considered until i um, you just know, researching this now is that dogs get sunburnt, too. And yes, they I, do. You know, they have this great uh, wool coat on them, but actually, I mean, beyond just their paws, which that's one thing I'll get to in a second, but on their nose as well if they, if they are short-haired uh, animals. So that's the thing first when kind of talking about preventional tips is grooming for the summer. As we know, often, uh, you know, all of us, I remember for swim. We'd have these big shave downs. you cut your hair. It's just, it's hotter. You're wearing less clothes. And um, one thing to consider is that that fur really is a protective layer. Again, big brushing, this is the time that animals release sort of mulch in a way that they're shedding that hair because they're losing some of the excess hair, um, that excess heat. And and so one thing to prevent tangles, which could also prevent diseases and other kind of germs getting in there, is just keep nice grooming manners. But um, when it comes to trimming, don't shave your dog or cats down to bare minimum or just kind of keep things just like your hair. Just keep it well-trimmed, nicely trimmed, but there's no need, actually, if you have a long-haired animal to shave it because this is a protective layer thing for them. And when it comes to sunscreen, they're actually something to rub sunscreen on your dogs um, dogs and cats if they'll let you. Um, Their noses, the tips of their ears, their paws, just like us, those little spots that we forget. However, um, be aware, too, that even though you feel your dog or cat maybe you're equal um, that many uh, sunscreens that we use not only side note are they toxin to us and we're putting like aluminum and all that stuff in our body but they can be very toxic to animals so if you are um, taking that one step forward and putting sunscreen on your pets make sure that it is something and um, which you can get as simply as going to any common Mart, what do you call it, uh, Petco, Pet Mart, um, stuff that is made um, particularly just for dogs, just for cats. So you don't want to put, in other words,
2: what you're saying is you don't want to put a sunscreen that's made for people or could you put a sunscreen maybe that's made for sensitive skin? Uh, no, I wouldn't even recommend that. Again, something that's interesting specifically
1: um, for I a, lot a of people, we just see a, We just see a word on the front like, oh, this light, diet, organic and we think this is good and we don't checked the back and we were like holy cow what is in this and that goes for food that goes for products it's sometimes horrifying when you read what is in your everyday skin products that you put on it on yourself and as, we, as we're as we finding out more and more um, that if these things are not good even for us they're not good for animals for and the some, dogs. Um, well so a so we
2: takeaway from that is don't trim your pet's coat too close during the summer months and then probably dogs with short coats like Dulce like your little dog uh, would be more at risk because they only have a little bit of, of fur or hair on them, so their skin is closer to the sun basically. So they're going to be susceptible to sunburn. And I know that um, dogs are susceptible to skin cancer too. So, yeah, we, that's we do have to protect the number them.
1: Number one, um, the number one cancer for dogs, and the second cancer for cats. Um, And something, too, is heat stroke, being out there. um, Animals, they want to hang out. As I said, my dog, she loves the heat. She has little heating blankets inside. But animals uh, tend to know, uh, for the most part, when to come inside or when to move. So make sure if your animal is outside that you do have a properly shaded area and something that is not directly on the ground um, because they do absorb the heat through their feet as well. And that goes for when you're walking them. Animals, make sure that your animal is still getting a proper amount of exercise, and that it might mean that you have to take them on at later times in the evening or early in the morning. But um, because the animals are very eager to please, but you make sure when you're touching before you go out onto the pavement that you personally put your hand down. And you, sometimes you'll be horrified. at like, oh, my gosh, that's hot. Just think of what your animal. Um, I've seen some, I will say, I wish my little dog liked wearing clothes. But um, one thing you can do, and you can get those little dog boots um, that will right. protect it but another thing is being aware of the temperatures that animals, I think, I love you know, I see people that are riding their bikes and their, um, you know, and their dog is with them, but it's unfortunate when their dog is also on a leash, because I feel like you need to consider that too think of if you were working out with someone and you were leashed to them you are unable to gauge yourself of when you need to stop for a moment and that often, so animals, especially dogs, are very eager to please, they want to be with their owner, and sometimes they will exhaust themselves to death with that heat, be aware aware of heat exhaustion, you know, so it's just like with humans, those things kind of that dizzy out of it. They, and they They're get dehydrated, you know, and, and that means
2: their bodies, just like humans' bodies, and I'm talking about dogs' bodies now, are made up of 80% water, so we have to keep our um, dogs hydrated, especially during that heat of summer. And dogs need at least one ounce of water for every pound of weight each day. And, of course, if they're exercising or the weather is hotter or they're on some medication or you're traveling or you're going on a hike or whatever of that, um, they may need more. So, like when you were saying, if you're going to take a hike or go out, maybe bring a collapsible water bowl and some fresh water With them so they don't dehydrate because if they do, they may need intravenous fluids and vet care just like humans would. So make it not a maybe,
1: say that yes. So that's something, too. We love our furry friends. We want to include them in our everyday activities because they are our buddies. They are our companions. It's, it's just a thing. Um, but be mindful, too, if uh, there there is daily duties that maybe your buddy always comes with you. If during the summer months, if they don't have to, if they don't have to leave the comforts of being a fan or being in an area where they're not at risk, um, cars, having, you know, you see all the time, these horror stories of someone going, you know, it's, it's things in seven minutes a car can raise 20 degrees. And we know oftentimes you, know, leave, you don't want to leave wow. the doors completely open or the car running if they're not in there. Be mindful of that. Unless your dog is a service animal, um, which would be able to come inside with you, there's no reason you're, if, if you don't have to, don't bring your animal with these things. And um, in many states they've actually passed these laws, which allow, which I think are fantastic, uh, which allows someone, if someone sees this goes, you know, you've heard the horse stories with children as well. That so much can happen in such a short amount of time, um, that uh, that people have the right essentially to break into your car, you know, to uh, damage your car in a way. Um, to if it's to save an animal, and I think that's you know if they need to break open the window, and I think that's I think that's fantastic because oftentimes things you know there is that liability that people might think. Um, so be mindful if you don't have to bring your animal with you, don't. And if you do have um, a properly licensed. Uh, Service animal, you won't have that issue. So that goes for. I have many friends out there that not every not every little creature is a service animal. And right. then keeping animals cool indoors, do ACs, fans. Um, if you have outdoor pets, something I'm just you know we I don't currently have bunnies, but something we did as children, and I'm sure you still do currently, is taking another way you can close the gap for recycling. Is taking old water bottles, fill them with water. It can be your plain old common tap right. because it's not going to be consumed. Throw it in the freezer and then put them out um, where little spots or animals lay because it's amazing. Bunnies, cats—they will lay next to it. As I mentioned before, that our chickens don't really use this pool that we gave them to go in it, but they lay next to it because it's cool and it cool. creates exactly. you know, this damp area next. And to
2: that it. is such a good idea that you can do. Um, you know, just having if you do. Are you? If you are a person that uses water bottles, that you should fill them with water and put them in the freezer because those are great tools for not only your animals but for you too. If you get if you're getting too hot, and if you have um, a bee sting or yellow jacket like I did, having that frozen bottle just really helps putting it on there. You know, I wanted to bring up something too and you're probably going to talk about it but you know there's a lot of bugs that flourish in warm water and that especially are fleas and ticks and uh, as we know fleas lead to that skin irritation and dermatitis and and tapeworms but ticks can really cause serious diseases uh, like Lyme disease, and we tend to forget that uh, our animals can get Lyme disease as well. So we, you need to talk to your vet or do some kind of tick preventative care all year round, but especially in summer, and if you're going to have your animals outdoors, or you're going to go adventure, you know in the forest or the woods or the parks or whatever.
1: That's actually, it's kind of funny, I actually just received an email um, that our little Dulce is up for her shots at the end of August, so she's good for right now, Um, but she's up for her shots, and just did Bordella, that's another thing of kind of starting off the summer of healthy tips, of doing just as we do for ourselves is taking your animal to the vet, even though you know now we're almost at the end of summer, so kind of getting in that back-to-school schedule, um, schedule a vet visit for your pets. Make sure they're up to date on all their uh, vaccines, and make sure around the risk, anytime you take your animal hiking, be outside, that you do just as you do for yourself, that you do a little tick check. It's amazing the places they love. Uh, the key spot we seem to always find ticks in our dog is right underneath her armpit, a place that you don't really think. You kind of do the the look over on the top, and you feel the belly, um, but we <laughs> have to do this thing where we lift our arms, and that seems to be, because it's a nice little warm, mm-hmm. moist hiding spot, which bugs love, and be aware of that, too, that by just, um, I actually got my tetanus shot this week. Oh, good, you I know, I anybody really who's outside while, should have a tetanus it. shot. Yeah, and that. so, and that's the me so... <laughs> Yeah, just thinking about the things that your animal can get very similar things that you can. And oftentimes, sadly, um, your animal can transmit something. You know, there's things your animal sleeps in bed, your cuddle, there's all these kinds of things that there's constantly bacterias in our life. Um, making sure, you know, proper dental hygiene for animals. That's to be one of the dirtiest spots. Think about the water. Make sure they're drinking clean water. Um, just as you mentioned that all you know, during the summertime, stagnant water that um, – um, mosquitoes, there was actually just recently West Nile things, um, found in Los Angeles, which is like a hit yeah. So there's so many things, um, again, that you're susceptible to and you don't want your, your furry friend to get So make sure that you're giving them fresh water, that you have a water filtration system. And when it comes to water, they mentioned some animals love water. Our dog is not a water dog. We try. She likes, you know, a little cold, a little, a little, uh, a little coldness around her neck. But, um, as a dog, she knows how to swim, but she's actually horrified we put her. And we have a pool, and oftentimes, many people they have, I have dogs breeds that just absolutely love swimming, and it's a family fun activity. But make sure, just as you would with your children, uh, that if you do have an area or with dogs that you have um, that you're keeping uh, an eye on it, because as we know, as dogs age, we had that terrible time when our dog had fallen in a pool and drowned when we were gone. So right. make sure if that is something, if you don't have a penning up or if you're not, if for some reason you're not watching your, your animal, that you have an exit plan? If, if there is some area that the animal would be able to swim to, short and uh, shallow, that they can be able to actually get out of the area. Um, yeah, because so most dogs just, just like can stay uh, afloat. Children but... and just like children and humans, if you're going on boats, they have life jackets for animals. Um, I know it seems silly that people think of, you know, all dogs can swim, but just imagine if something horrific happened, just like a human, or eventually you would tire yourself out. So by giving your animal that extra shot, um, just in case of emergencies, you know, in case of an accident, that uh, if your dog was in the water, that they would be okay because even if they had exhausted themselves, they would have a floating device. So be mindful of, of water practices. As well as a great and kind of easy, quick uh, cooling device is just using the sprinklers for your dogs. But make sure before you turn on the water that you test it because a hose sitting in the sun can um, sit for almost, uh, can turn to almost hundred. And eighty degrees. So oh, right. um, I didn't even about about know that. that, but wow, that's yeah. so, you know, sometimes you turn on the water, you're like, Woo, wow, wow, yeah, it's but boiling!" Like it's the, so make sure you test it first before you instantly spray because that's another thing you could burn your your pet um, and but cause. there's take the so out right, first, Heather. before you, um, you put it
2: on. When them. we come back, when we come back from break, we're going to continue on more tips because I want to talk about some parasites that you've got to be Fantastic. aware of. Uh, you you know, skin irritations. Even talking about snake bites, whatever. So you're Great. listening to Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. We are on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we are live. And we'll be right back. So don't go away.
0: Be the star you are. The star you-
1: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars. Visit our website at org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376-376 Moraga, California, 94556. Be the org Dare to care.
2: well before we I went to break Heather had just mentioned that she had just gotten a tetanus shot and so I just wanted to chime in how important that is for everybody to get a tetanus shot because it is a rare disease to get tetanus but it it, it can easily be gotten by getting a cut or by working in the soil. And tetanus, uh, sometimes they call it lockjaw. It's uh, caused by a bacteria known as clostrium. Um, let's wait, what is the last name of that? It's like, I don't know, it's this word, clostrium tetany, I think that is. And it's a toxin that's produced by the bacteria that affects the function of the nerves, and it leads to these severe muscle spasms in the abdomen, neck, stomach, extremities, etc. But um, it is really, really bad. And in tetanus, that bacteria can be found in soil, in manure, in dust. And so people always think you have to step on a nail, but that's not that's not the case. It can enter the body through any cut or any puncture wound, and especially if it's dirty. And then, of course, animal bites or burns um, can also lead to that infection. So it's really, really great to get a tetanus shot, and i believe they're good for 10 years. I think that's yeah. what it is. It's every 10 years. You're recommended. And uh, so anyway, um, for every human out there, you should get it. And just so you know, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. It's Heather Brittany. We're on Star Style. where you are. And this is the Voice of America Network. We're coming to you live. Well, Heather, I said that I wanted just to talk about parasites quickly uh, which is another thing that happens a lot in summer because I think everybody would be surprised about how many parasites are actually in our backyards and parasites are released through animal feces and eggs that live in the environment and they can live for months so like if you have sandboxes you know where cats go and do the cats love sandboxes or dirt or even grass like at the park are those are such ideal environments for all kinds of parasites like hookworms or tapeworms and so they are Bad. So here's a few things that you can do to protect your pets and your family from getting these parasites. So if you have animals, whatever the animals are, remove that pet feces from your yard as often as possible. Don't don't leave it in your yard thinking, oh, it's out in the dirt. That you will just attract parasites. And then you should, as a person, as humans and animals, avoid areas that have been soiled with any animal feces. It's not a good idea to let your pet lick your family or any member of your family on the mouth, um, because they can transmit stuff. So, if you after been playing with your animals, always wash your hands with soap and water. I know we think of our pets as our family, and we don't think we have to do that, but. Um, we do need to, and for all pets, they should be taking a heartworm preventative to um, treat and prevent the common intestinal parasites that you can get. So I just wanted to make sure to uh, give that information out uh, because it's very important. And, you know, yeah. uh, what about snake bites? I was just thinking about that. Where we live, we have rattlesnakes, and I know in the south there are copperheads, um, there are, I think, the best way to protect your animals, especially on on a walk or a hike, is to keep them on a short leash. But there is a rattlesnake vaccine that I don't think it prevents. Um, it prevents the. Death from a rattlesnake, but I think it gives you time. Do you know anything about that? It's an anti venom. I have actually, I know nothing
1: about that. Unfortunately, okay. I know it's not a cure. Um, and you know, is that you know, oftentimes, um, just as you mentioned, if you are taking your animal out in an area where there is potential for snakes, if you're on a hike, is to keep your dog on a leash because they get excited, they want to chase after it, and just you know, the, uh, rattlesnakes are not chasing after you. It's that they feel Provoked. It's a, um, it's a. It's a. It's a response. It's a fight or flight thing, and that they feel that they're endangered, so that's why they react. So when a dog is coming at them, that's why that happens. So, um, to in order to prevent that, I say the best way, um, because I don't know about this vaccine unless you, unless you have the details to share, um, is again keeping them on a leash. I do positive.
2: know that the vaccine works really well on big dogs, but I think on little dogs, it's probably not going to be effective. Because the venom is so um so toxic, and there is a myth with rattlesnakes that the bigger the rattlesnake, the less the venom, and the younger you know, like the juveniles, the little babies are more are more poisonous or more venomous, but the reality is just the opposite. Um, the younger ones are not as venomous, but the the older, the larger the rattlesnake, the more. The more venom, so it's very dangerous. And what they say is, time is tissue. So if there is a snake bite, immediately get your animal or your person to um, to medical attention, and don't do any of the old wives' tales or the things that we were taught to do when I was a kid, which would be to cut the wound and then suck out the venom. Um, don't t- tourniquet it. All those things are bad, so don't do that. <laughs> so that's a snake bite. <laughs> uh, there's um, there's one there's another bacterial infection that's caused when animals come in contact with urine from infected carrier animals, and it's really prevalent in warm and wet months of summer. It's called leptospirosis. And you get this from raccoons and skunks and opossums and squirrels and rats. Sometimes some livestock also carry it. And uh, so so when, you know, when your dog or your cat or any of your animals actually, um, you know, Get around this fresh urine, what can happen is they'll get fever and vomiting and loss of appetite, and you know, they'll be very lethargic. So, those are important early recognition uh, signals. And again, uh, every time, could just consult your vet if you think something is happening. So, anyway, back oh, to you. And- and one
1: thing I just wanted to just kinda of jump back on again just meant tying in with the bugs and with water is one, um, again, about keeping an eye on your dog and water. If you have your dog in a beach area is being aware of rip tides is you know, we're throwing we're playing with yes. it. It's- just like children, just like anyone, it's so quickly, especially for an animal to get caught off with that. And in lakes, be on the lookout for lakes. Um, One for sinkholes, for things that may seem like nothing, or depending on where you live, of what other creatures might be in those lakes. Um, But things such as allergies, um, or excuse me, algae, uh, and other kind of toxins that can be to your animal that can cause skin irritation, and that there could be all kinds of parasites and bugs within that water. So being aware of that kind of but uh-huh yuck, floating around. Just basically act as a lifeguard for um, your pet, getting back into having the, the life suits on them. Um, another thing as being such a gardener is being aware this is the kind of the time of year that you know we're starting to make little trends of what plants can actually be uh, toxic, toxic. Yes, good seeds. idea. Uh, azaleas, lilies um, are some things. Um, some things are fantastic. Your pet loves to take a, a little but other things can be very bad. For them, so being aware of these things and same things, uh, vomiting, uh, heart arrhythmia. You know, and you know, while you're weird.
2: talking about in the garden and things that your animals may enjoy, I wanted to bring up some f- foods or our fruits or vegetables that you're probably growing. That could be nice summer snacks and then ones to keep away. So it's always good to find foods that might be good for you, your kids, and your dogs and, and your pets. So there are some really delicious and healthy fruits in season during the hot weather months that we all love. And the good news is that we can give them to our animals. So... I'm going to just give you a few of them that um, Rover may love as well, because we know that all people' food isn't healthy for dogs. So a couple of things to stay away from, of course, for dogs—they're not supposed to have nuts, onions, or potato chips. They're supposedly the ASPCA say that those are dangerous. But some that are really good for them are blueberries because they have oh, a lot of nice. antioxidants. Yes, uh, blueberries—they're rich in vitamin C. And they have lots of uh, fiber, so dish out the blueberries for yourself and then give them to your pet. And of course, when the temperature hits 90 degrees or above, or 117, like it is at your place right now, how about a slice of watermelon? Watermelon is just filled with water. It's 92% water, actually. And it has lots of vitamin A, B6... C, and the good thing is it has liposine, which is a nutrient that's also found in tomatoes. And uh, and tomatoes, we were just talking about little tomatoes, and I know you're growing beautiful tomatoes right now. Your kids and your pooch can eat uh, lots and lots of tomatoes. So that's a that's a good thing for them. Okay. Uh, bananas. You love bananas. I know you eat several bananas again, they're potassium rich I will say Dulce loves bananas. It's she goes bananas for bananas. Well bananas are great for all animals, they are filled with vitamins and fiber, and they have a minimum of sodium. So they are, you know, they are really, really good for, um, for your animals. Now, you don't want to give them so many that, you know, because they do have some sugar in them. But that, those are really good summer fruits that I think that all animals should eat. They can also have citrus um, citrus, obviously, is a good time in winter because it keeps those colds and and you know getting sick away. but their fiber content makes them a great snack any time. And then don't overlook the um, don't overlook the exotic fruits such as, um, Mangos because mangos are amazing, and papayas, and those have vitamin C and vitamin A and all that good jazz. So they are good for everyone. Well, guess what? We are at the end of our hour, so I think it's we're going to have to say goodbye here. Uh, don't give your your animal grapes and cherries. I forgot to I mention was just that.
1: Gonna, when you talk about blueberries, I was just going to mention grapes because I um, <laughs> grapes. I think grapes is fantastic. I was noticing in Dulce's food that she's got, but grapes, as though they are filled before, water, they um, do have the potential to have toxins towards dogs as well as raisins, so be aware of that. And speaking of animal food, in the summertime, we are blasting uh, all of our electronics to keep us cool. Um, be prepared in case of a power outage that you also um, have food ready for yourself as well as for your pets. So be mindful of that, or um, fires, depending on your area, that if you have an evacuation plan, that you are also including the evacuation plan and food and vaccines and uh, you know medicines that involve your animals as well
2: all of that sounds great well i hope that this has been an empowering and informative hour for you so protect your animals uh this summer with vaccines make sure your fences are secure give them lots of water don't let them don't let them get um Get dehydrated. Watch out for ticks and pets. Um, don't give them too short of a summer cut. Watch out for those bee stings. Take them swimming, but only if they want to go swimming. Don't forget the sun uh, sunscreen. There are wipes out there. And keep them cool and give them lots of good food. Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining me on Star Style here with all those animal pets. For more um, animal tips and animal pets, <laughs> More information about Star Style Productions, you can visit cynthiabryan.com. If you'd like to get involved with Be The Star You Are charity or make a donation, please visit bethestarur.org. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. We want you to see beyond your physical being. Know that you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate every moment of your life. And we also want you to read a book this week. And I'd love you to pick up a copy of Growing with the Goddess Gardener at CynthiaBryan.com because you'll have a lot of animal tips in there as well. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan.
1: And I'm Heather Brittany.
2: And this has been Star Style. Be the star you are. We thank you and encourage you to go out into the world and be the star you are. Make it a wonderful week. Keep cool. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And most of all, be here with me next week, Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel, for Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thanks for joining us.
0: Be the star you are, the
1: star you are, be the star you are, you are the star.
0: It's a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com and to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org Ignite the flame that burns brightly within, take charge of your life, and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect Cynthia Bryan every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week be the star you are.